2: Do you find yourself looking at all the bourbon on the store shelves but don't know where to start or the differences? Did you know that bourbon is a distinctive product of the United States? It can't be produced anywhere else in the world. I learned this listening to Bourbon Pursuit. If you think you like bourbon, get ready to love bourbon. Bourbon Pursuit is the official podcast of bourbon. The best source for all bourbon news, reviews, and interviews with people making the bourbon whiskey industry happen. Three new episodes every week. Learn the next bourbon trends, great bottles, the personalities behind your favorite brands, and get the juicy scoop on all things whiskey. Take your knowledge from being a bourbon novice to a bourbon baron. Wherever the good stuff is poured, Bourbon Pursuit is just a play button away. Join your hosts, Kenny Coleman, Ryan Cecil, and Fred Minnick on an epic bourbon adventure. Subscribe and follow Bourbon Pursuit wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast may cause dizziness, confusion, bloating uncontrollable laughter and in some cases anal leakage listener discretion is strongly advised hey this is episode number 53 of excuse me that's illegal the podcast that takes a hardcore look get some softcore crimes I'm your probably should be wearing a diaper host, Leroy Luna smooth, coming at you straight out of the closet with a couple tales about, you guessed it public defecation I think this will be a tradition where we close out the year with an episode dedicated to bowel movements these ones are usually crowd pleasers I might have made that up statistically speaking, feces related episodes don't do better than any of my other ones I think I just enjoy him more. And while I'll dedicate the final episode of the year to doo I'll probably talk about it throughout the year as well. Who am I kidding? This is the 53rd episode, and let's see. It's the fourth shit episode. I've also done two shows that revolved around urine. Technically three if you include that guy who was delivering urine-soaked bologna sandwiches to that lady's doorstep. You gotta pick that low-hanging fruit sometimes. That's all there is to it. Something I am hoping to incorporate into the podcast in the new year is having other podcasters do a cameo where they share a personal story, transitioning us into the crime, like I always do. I think it'll be fun to mix it up occasionally. I've had my brother do it once so far, that's about it. We'll see. I haven't had much success as of yet getting anyone to commit. I wasn't going to share this because I guess it's kind of personal, but what the hell. Generation Y, a great true crime podcast. Aaron and Justin have been true crime podding for close to 10 years now. Pioneers in this genre. Well respected, great guys. I messaged with Aaron once, maybe two years ago. Barely know the guy. Uh, But for some reason I got it in my head that if I could get him to tell a personal story about a time he shit his pants in public, it would be hilarious and unexpected. So I slid into his DMs, reminded him of who I was, that I had a very successful podcast that I'm sure he's never heard of, buttered him up a little, then hit him with the, this is kind of a strange request, but have you ever shit in public? And if so, can you tell the story on my show? Surprisingly, he responded, but unfortunately, or as he put it, fortunately, he has never had any such incidents before. He went on to say that he had a close call on a plane back in the mid 90s, but he managed to avert that crisis. I would have been down to hear about that but didn't want to push the subject because he didn't really seem too into it. I'll try to find something less disgusting for him and other podcasters to talk about in the future. Luckily for you guys, I am not nearly as disciplined as Aaron and have a much more adventurous colon, so stay tuned for that. Generation Y, by the way, great podcast. Check him out if you haven't already. That's Generation W-H-Y. I got a couple of shout-outs going to Christy B., Who sent me our first story we're covering, and Jen L who sent the second one. Thanks ladies. There's a lot more of these strange stories we'll get into in the future but these are the two I chose this time around. Okay joke time. Let's get a couple in here Alright, what did one fly say to the other? Is this stool taken? (laughs) Gross Uh, Okay, I got another here Hey, have you guys seen the movie Diarrhea? Yeah, it leaked, so they had to release it early. All right, everybody, let's cruise these suburban streets as I serenade you with another tale of low-level true crime. And don't worry, my friends, I promise to get you back home with minimal skid marks. Episode number 53, The Shit Show. Back in 2006, I was renting a one-bedroom basement apartment. My slumlord, her name was Shoba. Well, let's just say if there was a problem with the place, she wasn't exactly in a rush to fix it. She lived about an hour away, was very cheap, and had zero handywoman skills. Needless to say, when my toilet went out of commission, it was a rough few days waiting for her to get someone to come in there and fix it. Taking a piss, not a problem. I could do that in the backyard, which I shared with another family who lived upstairs. Or just pee in a bottle and dump it. No biggie. Taking a crap though, that was going to be a problem. I didn't have a vehicle and the nearest restaurant was a 20 minute walk. The first time I planned it perfectly. Walked to Wendy's, shout out, not a sponsor. And I ordered a spicy chicken sandwich with chili cheese nachos and a frosty. While it was being made, I used their facilities. It was beautiful. And don't worry, I didn't shit myself on the way home or anything. Although ordering those chili cheese nachos can sometimes be more dangerous than a game of Russian roulette. The first day was fine. It was the second day. I'd had a few drinks, was hungover, and feeling too lazy to walk my ass the 20 minutes back to use the Wendy's toilet. Besides, it was 8am and probably wasn't open yet. I laid there for a while trying to ignore my stomach gurgles, but it was no use. I couldn't hold it all day. So I got up, looked around, and finally came up with the obvious solution. I was going to have a shower that day anyway. See where I'm going here? I did what any respectable person would have done in my current situation. Well, maybe not anyone. I, uh, well, there's not really any delicate way to put it. (laughs) I shit in the shower, then squished it down the drain with my foot. Don't worry. I washed my feet thoroughly afterwards, I think. I ended up doing that two more times till a plumber finally came over and fixed the toilet. Hey, judge me all you want, but the shitheads in these stories are far more disgusting than I am. Actually, that's debatable. But at least I did my business in my shower and not out in public. Okay. Our first story takes us to Summit Township. Summit Township is a township located in Erie County, Pennsylvania. Let's check in with our friends at Niche.com to find out more. Let's find out what this location is all about from the people that shop there. 4.1 out of 5 stars, 336 Google reviews. Christopher B. gave this glowing 5-star review just a year ago. Quote, this was my first visit to this particular Goodwill store. I must say that I was surprised as to how big and bright it was. We were greeted and assisted by Associate Miss Beaver. Her kindness and help was second to none. It was as if we were in an upscale department store. We needed multiple pieces of used furniture for a guest house. Fortunately, we found everything we needed. Overall, very good experience at a great price. End quote. Right on, Christopher. This next review is a two-star from Jennifer L. She left this just five months ago. Quote, You need to have a restroom for your shoppers. Other stores get pissed off when you just come in their store because you don't have a restroom. I had to stop shopping just to take my grandmother to the restroom at another store. End quote. Jennifer's got a point. A big store like this should have a restroom. Why do people say restroom, by the way? I never understood that. I feel like Jerry Seinfeld all of a sudden. What's the deal with restrooms? No one's resting in there. It's not like you're taking a nap. I apologize, my Jerry needs some work, that's for sure. But they should have somewhere for customers to take a load off. I didn't realize this when I found out about this crime, and I gotta say, this revelation changes everything. I have a whole different outlook on this story, and dare I say, I might now be on the poop side. Let's get into it. This story is a fresh one. Well, maybe fresh isn't the best word to describe it, but this incident or accident happened just a few weeks ago. Okay, I'm just going to give you the straight goods right off the bat. No beating around the bush. I'll read you what they posted on the Pennsylvania Crime Watch website on December 8th. Then we'll get into more detail afterwards and break it down. Flush out the story, so to speak. It's titled, Pennsylvania State Police Need Your Help in Identifying Suspect That Defecated in a Goodwill Store. Peach Street, Summit Township, Erie. Do you know him? Cash reward. Wow, that's a long and descriptive headline. Pennsylvania State Police responded to Goodwill's store for a report of open lewdness that occurred on December 7th, 2021 at 1437 hours. That's 2.37 p.m. for those of you who don't go by Army time. The pictured white male suspect, we'll get into his appearance in a moment, entered the store and proceeded to the employees only section located at the rear of the store. The suspect then approached a row of cabinets, lowered his pants, and defecated on the floor. He then exited the store. The fecal matter was discovered hidden behind a shovel. A few minutes after, the male returned to the store floor and pretended to shop. The suspect has committed this act several times in the past and has yet to be identified. The suspect was operating what resembles a green in color Ford 500 with unknown registration. Anyone having information on this incident, or if you can identify the suspect, is asked to anonymously contact the Pennsylvania Crime Stoppers toll free at 1 800 4 PA TIPS. So, this elderly gentleman apparently has taken dumps at this Goodwill several times, on at least two confirmed occasions. The only other time I can 100% confirm was a few months earlier, on September 23rd. Let's get into this guy's appearance. He's a white male, as they described. He's an older man. Looks to be like late 60s. In these surveillance photos they show, it's pretty hilarious. They don't show him actually shitting, unfortunately. But there's this one picture where he's in the employee area in the back. There's two huge boxes on pallets stacked on top of each other probably like seven feet in the air. And this guy is standing behind them and he's peeking his head out like a child playing hide and seek. I seriously couldn't stop laughing at it. He has bushy black eyebrows, neatly coiffed hair, a black jacket, white t-shirt, dark jeans with some white dad sneakers. He also has black rimmed glasses, which he isn't wearing, but he has them resting on the collar of his shirt. He's actually put together quite well. Doesn't look like a guy who you'd picture taking shits on the floor in thrift stores. He pooped near the cabinets in the employee area. It was hidden behind a shovel, which is interesting. I guess the employee saw him coming out of the back, wondered what he was doing in there, got hit with the aroma of the bowel movement, then located it. This guy's being sneaky. He's not doing it out in the open. Almost as if he's ashamed of the act, not proud of it. Then again, if he wanted to avoid getting caught and be a more helpful customer... I mean, the shovel's right there. He could have scooped it and chucked it into a dumpster or one of those large boxes he hid behind earlier. That actually reminds me, Um, I live very close to a zoo. Well, it closed down a couple of years ago, but when we first moved into our house, it was open for business. When I would get home from work in the mornings, my wife and I would take our dog for a walk. One time we were approaching a large field where we could see something strange in the distance. As we got a little closer, we realized it was an elephant. They take the big guy for walks sometimes. It was crazy. It was so weird, it felt like we were in Africa or something, seeing that large beast in that kind of setting. Anyways, one guy walked beside him while the other employee was walking behind them, pushing a wheelbarrow, (laughs) and he had a large shovel. You know, in case the elephant needed to pinch a loaf. Crazy stuff. Imagine shoveling elephant shit. That would be a way messier cleanup than that old man thrift store stool. Back to the story, Lieutenant Gary Garman, he says this guy's M.O. was to shop around for a bit, then he'd ask an employee to use the bathroom. After that, he'd head to the employee's only area to take a dump. I thought, this guy's an asshole. Why would he do that? Ask where the bathroom was, then take a shit on the floor right afterwards. Dick move. But now, thanks to Jennifer's two-star review earlier, we have an answer to that question. He dumped on the floor after the employee would have told him there was no bathroom. Maybe the guy did it out of anger that they didn't have any facilities or to teach them a lesson. He's older, maybe he was desperate and genuinely needed a place to unload. They say he did this multiple times though, so I'd give him a pass on the first, maybe the second incident. But after that, he knows the deal. You would think this would make the store management give in and install a toilet in there somewhere. Guess not. I struggled to think of nicknames for this guy. The department store defecator and poopy Peter came to mind. But yeah, I got nothing. The old man wasn't on the run for long. With pictures, a description of his vehicle, and a cash reward on the line, it was only a matter of time before he got pinched. It was actually a Goodwill employee that gave police the info they needed to close the deal. Remember how they said that the mystery man drove off in a green Ford 500? Well, the employee gave the police the license plate number. Why didn't they do that in the first place? The articles say the employee obtained it later, which sounds fishy. Maybe they actually spotted the car a few days later and wrote down the plate. just seems strange. No word on how much the cash reward was or if the employee even received it. There's always these stipulations, fine print on these rewards. Not that I'd know. I ain't no snitch. After doing a little detective work, Monday, December 13th, police went to the home of 71-year-old Stephen Saxton. He was arrested and taken into police custody where they conducted an interview with him. Stephen, the senior citizen shitter Saxton, there we go, solid nickname, he ended up confessing to the December 7th and September 23rd incidents. He's going to be potentially facing charges of open lewdness, which is a third degree misdemeanor, disorderly conduct, and criminal mischief. Hopefully they take it easy on the guy. Sure, Stephen's displaying disgusting behavior. He didn't even wipe afterwards. But I'm going to do a little victim blaming here. Kind of the store's fault for not providing any toilets. At the very least, they need to have an employee bathroom, which I'm sure they probably do. Ah, you know what? Maybe that's what Stephen was looking for all along. Sadly, he just didn't quite make it there. Okay, that'll do it for story number one. Let's move on to number two. We appear to have another mad pooperar on our hands, everybody. The amount of female joggers dropping deuces is downright disastrous. This one is also fresh. Happened this summer. Let's go to Fishers, which is a city in Indiana, to find out more. First off, let me just say, I went to NeighborhoodScout.com, and Fishers is a pretty safe city. Relatively crime-free. They receive a 70 on the crime index, meaning it's safer than 70% of U.S. cities. Chances of becoming a victim of a property crime are 1 in 157, as opposed to 1 in 56 for the rest of Indiana. But this summer, they seem to have a problem. Fishers has a population of about 90,000, so we're narrowing things down to the suburban neighborhood of Windermere. Residents have an issue involving tissues. You see, there's a lady jogging around in the early morning hours leaving dumplings on their front lawns. She brings her own toilet paper, wipes up, then carries on. Is this ringing any bells? This woman's a little more savvy than the mad pooper. She relieves herself in the early morning hours when no one's around, brings toilet paper instead of paper towel, but the end results are the same. WTHR News caught up with some of the residents to hear their side of the story, and I'll pepper in some of their quotes throughout. Another interesting thing to note is neighbors started to notice these human-sized doo-doos on their lawn the previous summer, back in 2020. As the weather got colder, it seemed to stop. But after that cooling-off period, things ramped up again this year, and this time, she kicked it up a notch. Angie says, quote, We call her the pooper. We have lots of names for her. Last week or the week before, she did it in three or four different yards down the street. Every other yard. End quote. Ange, girl, you're killing me. We call her the pooper. We have lots of names for her. Give us one. Just one? We need something to work with here. On a side note, that's a lot of shits. She's making up for lost time. Some people have a sense of humor about it, posting no pooping zone signs on their yards. It's got a picture of a person pooping with a red circle around it and a line going through it. Classic. Garrett says, quote, I've personally not witnessed the pooper, end quote. Okay, thanks for coming out, Garrett. Thanks for adding to the conversation. He also went on to say, at least you could bring a bag like the rest of us do when we're walking our dogs, end quote. This is true. It's funny, but also pretty gross. Monique seems like a nice person. She takes pride in her neighborhood and wants to keep it safe and clean. We don't want to leave it there, so we just pick it up. And it's a problem. She also wants to give the jogger the benefit of the doubt. But with each fresh deuce, that's becoming harder and harder. Quote, I know runners. This tends to happen if they run long distances. But this is an everyday occurrence. Maybe she needs to get a treadmill. End quote. <laughs> now there's a solution. Although there's rarely anyone around to witness this lady in action, You know how it is. People have those ring doorbell cameras at the front of their houses. And eventually, one of the neighbors caught the pooper taking care of business. They promptly handed the evidence over to Fisher Police, who were able to eventually identify her. People had their suspicions of who this lady was. There's a lot of armchair detectives out there when it comes to true crime. And as Global News put it, the culprit ended up being everyone's number two suspect. That's right. Some other poor lady got her name dragged through the sludge and was being targeted on social media. This caused Fisher's police department to post this message from their Facebook account on July 22nd. Quote, Suspicious activity update. Fisher's police have identified the person responsible for defecating in yards located in the Windermere neighborhood. Officers encouraged her to seek professional assistance and criminal charges may still be filed in the future. The Fishers Police Department has been made aware of at least one individual who has been falsely accused in this case. We caution residents against sharing information related to criminal investigations that has not been verified by the police department. For the most accurate and current information, please follow FPD on Facebook at at Fishers Police, end quote. Yeah, man, that's rough. It's great when the people want to get involved, but you can't be hurling accusations when you're not 100% sure people's lives can get ruined. I'm sure the lady eventually laughed this off, but that would be embarrassing. This happens all the time on a much larger scale. In murder investigations, even, lives can get ruined. People can lose their jobs. It breaks up marriages. Social media can be a fantastic tool if used correctly, but it can also be a dangerous weapon when it's in the wrong hands. So use it wisely or don't use it at all. Is my advice. Okay, buried in that police message was also the fact that they caught the woman, and I like how they're dealing with it. They're not just charging her and publicly naming and shaming. They're treading lightly. They don't know what she's going through, her situation, her mental health. So they're advising her to get treatment and then going from there. She clearly has some issues. It makes you wonder if the same thing happened with the mad pooper. Maybe they dealt with her behind closed doors and got her some help and kept it quiet. That case was much more of a circus with Charmin getting involved. Everyone was talking about it. If The Mad Pooper was a movie, this would be the less successful sequel. Same basic story, but with much less fanfare. It didn't even hit the theaters, just went straight to video. That's the thing with being a sequel it's always tough to live up to the hype of the original story.
1: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
2: And we are back. That's a wrap on episode number 53, The Shit Show. Wow, that one sure got messy. Just checked my underwear, and I can't speak for you guys, but I do have minimal skid marks in there, just like I promised. Special thanks going out to Christy B and Jen L for their story ideas. And as always, a big thank you to Steffi for voicing the disclaimer, the operator for providing that sweet, sweet theme music, and my boo for editing this episode. You know what time it is. Listener confession time, baby. So, let's get criminal, criminal. I wanna get criminal. Beautiful. This confession is a little different than usual. It's not a crime, but it fits well with today's topic. Annie H. told me this story in a message on Patreon. And she told it so well, I thought I'd include it on the show. So here goes. My husband and his best buddy went to visit a girl they went to high school with, about a week after she had her first baby. My husband said he needed to use the restroom. And it being a one-bath house, the choice was obvious. But the girl panicked. She explained that her restroom was out of commission, and needed the toilet repaired, so he couldn't use it. At the time, my husband was an apartment maintenance supervisor, so he was happy to take a look at it and see if he could repair the problem. She kindly told him, no, someone was coming to take a look later that day. But he could save her some money, he said. No, she said super nervously. He could see her starting to sweat, and she was becoming more upset by the second. She was nursing the baby and began rocking back and forth, turning red, not able to get up. Scream whispering to just, never mind. Leave it alone. But the two guys, having known her for years, wouldn't take no for an answer. And my husband insisted while walking to the restroom. What he found in there was a monstrosity. See, usually after having a baby, you kind of get backed up. Apparently this girl hadn't popped a squat her entire pregnancy or something. Because inside the toilet bowl was a turd the size of his forearm (laughs) in a boomerang shape. It wrapped nearly the entire diameter of the bowl, with one tapered end seemingly trying to reach the bottom for escape. She had tried several times to flush it, but it was too big and the toilet said nope and wouldn't swallow the tree limb. In the end, after their tears cleared from the shocking hilarity of the scene, he ended up unwrapping a wire coat hanger and breaking up the log jam into digestible pieces. Oh, he ate it? Gross. After a couple of flushes and many concerned questions about the state of her stretched out sphincter, the titanic turd finally succumbed to the clockwise toilet tornado. They've to this day never let her live that one down. I bet she's still got some pretty intense anal leakage. Thanks for that one, Annie. You described that scene so well. I felt like I was there. Ugh. Breaking up the log jam into digestible pieces really got to me. I've never thought about using a coat hanger. Our toilet on the main floor isn't very powerful, and my kids have a bad habit of not flushing, so they'll just take dumps on top of dumps on top of dumps. It feels like our toilet gets clogged every other day, and guess who has to take care of it? This guy. They say, Dad, the toilet's clogged again. Sometimes it's so high that the last dump in there isn't even touching the water. It's just a turd resting atop a bed of dry toilet paper. Always makes me laugh. Send your confessions to illegal at gmail.com. And you too, just like Annie, could have your story played on the air. Patreon shout out! Can I please have your attention as we induct the next three people into the elite group known as the Neighborhood Watch. Hannah J, Bridget, and Angie H. Let's sound the air horns to make it official. Thank you so much, my friends, for joining this elite squad. Patreon.com slash excuse me, that's illegal to join up. There will be a link in the show notes. For the price of a Big Mac a month, you can receive early ad-free releases and monthly bonus episodes. A regular one, like you just heard, and the Luna Bin with my brother Jack and I. Those are usually about an hour. This is the final episode of the year, so Happy New Year, everyone. Stay safe, try not to drink too much eggnog, and I'll be seeing you in 2022. Peace!